Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Absolute sports betting degeneracy. Hey everybody, Arch here, and it is Thursday. Max, what's going on? Well, you know, guys, I've I've been told that at times it can be a little abrasive, uh, a little mean. Um, I, you know, I I think of myself as high road Max at times. Now it's time to be a little humble, Max. I have an apology. To, uh, you know, I'm going to say it to my favorite co-host of a podcast. Um, I, I, I said something on yesterday's show that I, I feel really bad about. So, um, Saxy Maxi, I'm sorry. Your brain cells are really good. You, you remembered the thing I forgot about yesterday. And, uh, it was that Zach Granke was the guy I wanted oh. to pair up with Kyrie to go cross country and have adventures. And, and Maxi messaged me. He's like, Hey, wasn't it Zach Granke? I was like, Holy shit. The copious amounts of drugs that you've done haven't destroyed your fucking brain. I, I'm impressed. So, uh, Maxi, I'm sorry. Uh, and thank you. Thank you very much. Sex Panther. I'm stunned and, and kind of, I don't know what to say because he's leading up to this and he's talking about his favorite DJ and his favorite co-host. And I was like, what I do this time? And it's not even me. So fuck, fuck you, Max. <laughs> I knew it wasn't me, and I don't really care. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you know, it's funny too. Is I, I've, I've, I've really, I've settled into the fact that like I am the least liked or least popular of the DGens on the podcast. I and and as we add more people, like Kyle, it's like man, I keep going further down that list. Uh, you know, if, if you're part of the book club. We have this, uh, you know, one of the, the, the rooms of spicy memes. And I posted a meme yesterday and Phil responded to the meme. He, he responded to his response, got more likes than my actual <laughs> meme did. I'm like, holy <laughs> shit. I am really down on the popularity list at this point. Phil's coming in here. I, uh, you know, just just taking over. My God, like I, I am, I am, I am the least popular DJ. I, I, uh, unbelievable. Uh, I know Panther's the man of the people, but me being the least popular, I, I didn't see that coming. Your meme was actually pretty funny, though. I like that one. I thought so. I yeah. thought so. I thought it was pretty good. Uh, Panther, you like that meme, right? Dude, we get some really good memes in there. Yeah. 
<laughs> really good memes. Anyway, uh, you know what's meme worthy? I would say is one Adam Silver. I'm sure oh, you know yeah. you can probably uh, uh, superimpose him with like Quark from uh, Star Trek or something like that. Or you know, <laughs> there's, there's probably a lot of uh, memes that could go on about Adam Silver. But there's one thing that Adam Silver talked about yesterday that uh, has me uh, a little hopeful. A little hopeful for uh, the the National Basketball Association and then also uh, college sports. <laughs> So Adam Silver mentioned that uh, he hopes for the NBA draft age limit to be moved back to 18 years old. Of course, that uh, moved to uh, 19 as the limit back in 2005. That required the uh, athletes to either play overseas for a year or, you know, do a fraud scam year, one year in college before being able to be eligible for the NBA. Uh, when it happened at the time, I I was floored with how stupid it fucking was, and it just seemed like holy shit. I don't think this was on Adam Silver's watch. This was on David Stern's watch, and it was uh, how much money did the NBA get from college basketball? Like, I mean, what was the fucking payola to say, hey, we we need these stars for at least one year for our tournaments before we give them to you? Because Adam Silver's like, fuck you. If someone's going to be the next Kobe Bryant, someone's going to be the next uh, Kevin Garnett, I want them in the league immediately. Fuck you. They're 18 years old. If they go off to war, they can fucking come play in the NBA. Panther, I know you agree. You know, shockingly, I actually do agree. And it's not because I think the high school players are ready to take on the best players in the NBA. But I do think it's because the rule in of itself is stupid. It actually hurt college basketball. These guys go on for one year. You had Calipari down at Kentucky literally just loading up on one-year players, just seeing if he could do a patchwork all-star team of 18-year-olds. Didn't work. I mean, he's good, but I don't think it turned into very many national championships. But the, the, the idea that these high schoolers were really that relevant or that important, we didn't have that many high schoolers being drafted. We, we talk about Kobe and Kevin Garnett and Moses Malone, and, and we can go back for decades and find these high schoolers, but there really isn't that many. So if you've got a LeBron James that – is good enough to come out of high school and make it to the NBA? Fuck it. Let them. Why do we want one year of college basketball? It's just stupid. Agreed. I agree 100%. It hurt college basketball. It kind of hurt the NBA too. You know, I, if they're that good coming out of high school, yeah, draft them. Allow them to be drafted. And it's, it, the, the water's got so muddy now with this name image likeness bullshit. Exactly. They're getting right. paid to go to college. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So let, let the person mm-hmm. let the person decide who they want to get paid by, and and honestly, uh, I think if you go for the draft, if you go for, and you're not drafted, I think you should be eligible to play in college. I think that needs to be the alternative. You're allowed to have like agents now for the name image likeness thing. So I think that if you declare yourself for the draft, you should still be eligible if you don't get drafted to go uh, play in, right. in college. I think that's the best of both worlds. There, you know, uh, listen, if a team wants to fucking take a chance on, on on Kwame Brown, that that team should have the chance to take a fucking chance on Kwame Brown. If Kwame Brown does not get drafted and he can go fucking play on, you know, Kentucky or something like that for a season and, and show that, holy shit, Kwame Brown sucks. We should never draft him. Then, you know, that, that's what should happen. That should be the natural evolution of Kwame Brown. Well, you know, you bring up a pretty interesting point, too, with the nil deals. Um, it, it, it's kind of like a, a college athlete or a, a high school athlete kind of has a choice because I've seen a few of these nil deals close to the $3 million range, um, you know, and some of these rookie contracts going into the NBA, 
some of them aren't even that high. Like they, they get shit for rookie contracts. They, the, the player might choose to go, well, fuck it. I'm going to go to college at least for one year. See if I can raise my stock and move up into the draft or something. Uh, so there's choices here. It's doing kind of what you want it to do, Arch. It's turning college, it's turning college basketball essentially into like the G league mm-hmm. of, uh, of the NBA. We just can't wait for the college football to do it. Right. Oh, college football. That, that's a, I don't even know if you can fix that disaster. Ooh. I don't know if Damn. that can be fixed because it's the SEC and everybody mm-hmm. else. Mm-hmm. I, and uh, okay. So same thing. I don't, I don't want to be a contrarian. I don't want to seem like I'm inconsistent here. I do. I do think across all professional sports. I mean, in baseball. What is it? Fifteen? You can be fucking drafted to in a major league something team. Something like, like that. I, yeah, I, yeah, I mean, really I, I, I think I've told the story on the air yeah. when I went to high school. There was our star athlete had you know visitors from the the, the Astros and the Royals that come visit him, and he was you know a junior in, in high school. So I mean, uh, but I think it should be consistent across all sports. My concern here is I really don't think someone out of high school is ready to play in the NFL. <laughs> I, re- I mean, again, they should have the opportunity to do so. I really think that you need a couple years of college football to be um, to, to get into the shape that you need. Because I mean, you see college college players come into the N- N- NFL and and the speed of it, and they, they're just nowhere near there. I couldn't imagine someone from a top high school just going right into the NFL. So again, opportunity should be there. Team should you know use it with a grain of salt and 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 have that power to decide. And the players should have the option to declare and then go play for a college. So I think they should do two things. They should sign a letter of intent with a college and declare at the same time. If they don't get drafted, then they they you know use that letter of intent. Um, yeah, I use the Kwame Brown thing as 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 a, as a joke here, of course, because you remember who drafted him was Michael Jordan when he was the GM of the Wizards, and and that was a huge bust. Uh, he had actually uh, signed to go play, I think, at the University of Florida. I think I think it was a Florida uh, college, and and then he you know kind of rebuffed that and went to the draft. Now, if he doesn't get drafted again, like I'm, you know, he wouldn't have been able to play college. He would have he would have had to play overseas or something like that, you know, in, until he could have proven himself. So. Um, I, I think the the best situation here is, yeah, drop it down to 18 years old, let teams make that decision and give the players the flexibility to kind of toggle between uh, one or the other. And I do think that there's going to be some players that are going to opt for college over the NBA because of the NILs. If, if they're tracking to be a second round pick and they say, hey, listen, I can make a lot of money right out of the gate, NIL, playing for dot 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 duke playing for dot 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 north carolina uh, kansas whatever it is right uh well i have a chance to establish myself and then get into the first round so where the real money is being made i think players will start to do that as opposed to just automatically saying yeah i'm gonna go right into the nba uh there's there's guys that just are not ready i mean how how many you know how many nba players are there i mean it's you you go down the list and it's like there's a finite number of nba players it's not you know and you have the d league and so forth but i i don't know i i i think this is a good move for basketball i think adam silver is continually to make his mark good or bad on the league uh at the same time they brought up that stupid fucking in-season tournament that just you know boiled my blood but i want i want to give adam (laughs) silver credit this morning i don't want to talk about his stupid fucking ideas i want to talk about his good ones because yeah i i am totally on board for this i think it ends up being ended up being much ado about nothing i mean the reality is there's not that many high school players that enter the draft we might get one or two 
a year, and I think that would be high. More often than not, they're going to go to college and at least play the one year, if not more, because they need it. They're not done being fully developed, growing, getting stronger, and playing against better competition than their weak-ass high school conferences. So, um, I look, we, we talk about the Kobe's and the Kevins and the Malones and the, those guys. They're extreme examples. Even the Kwame Brown, who failed. There's not that many high schoolers. So I don't even think this rule really will end up being a difference maker as far as NBA drafts and the future of the NBA. But it probably could be uh, some influence on, on college basketball and how they recruit. Oh, yeah, I th- absolutely. I absolutely think this, is, this, this will be really interesting for college basketball teams. Because <laughs> what if they, especially if they go Max's path, where you know both avenues are open to the you guy, got a choice, right? Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah, that, that that adds a really interesting wrinkle to college basketball teams and how they're going to be built. There I'll is, give you my letter of intent as long as I'm not drafted. Yeah, right. Exactly. right. Yeah. yeah. You'd almost need uh, some sort of leeway for how many players you can have on your roster, kind uh-huh, of in uh-huh, college basketball. Uh-huh. You know, just a yeah. little leeway. Yeah, for that. Yeah. Again, I think it works out well. And then again, that gives more people the opportunity to get scholarships and more uh, people the opportunity to play for some of these teams if they didn't before. It just expands the it just expands the options, expands the pool. Now, the one thing kind of I won't say lost in all of this is I, I'm right now I'm over at NBC Sports. Uh, I'm, I just Google searched you know uh, top top NBA players 2022. I don't want to get into this list, but let's just uh, let's just run through the list just so I can say a couple of names and and tell me what they have in common. Number one is Giannis Antetok whatever the fuck his last name is Giannis. Uh, two is Kevin Durant. Three is Steph Curry. Four is Nikola Jokic. Five is Joel Embiid. Six is Jason Tatum. Seven is Luka Doncic. Okay, we're through the top seven. Three of those players, what, what, what do they have in common? They're all international Four. players. Yeah, I mean, so, I mean, to me, like, the, the more interesting thing is how can we get international players uh, into the league a little bit sooner? Because I think that that set, tends to be the, the, the trend of the MVPs. I mean, again, Giannis, Luka, Jokic. Right there. Uh, just, uh, you know, imagine, imagine if you can, you know, find a way to, you know, work with these... Uh, you know, because I mean, these guys were playing professional by the age of like 16 over there. Right. And I think Luca was playing, you know, a couple of seasons professionally before he even came to the NBA. Finding the deals with the European leagues to get get players to be able to come over a little bit sooner, whatever the, the financials are there, sponsorship, uh, you know, I, I don't know. Money, money, right. Is money. Uh, that to me what? is, is, is really interesting. It's money. You know, right. I mean, oh, we're talking about Adam Silver here. He's he's the, the newish commissioner. Whoa, of, whoa, uh, whoa. Well, he's he's rather new, right, to the NBA. I mean, in the scheme of things, like David Stern was there for so long, and and Silver's the newish one, right? Um, Muscle so, tough. Yeah. Oh my god. Anyway, I get, well, I, get, get those international players in sooner is, is my point. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. Well, they're not. I mean. They come in as soon as everybody else. The, the, the age thing is still the same. Luca, Luca came in at 19 years old. I mean, we can't have him at baseball coming in at 15 years old. But they, they start playing professionally over there. I think Luca played three years professionally before he came over here at 19. So um, I don't think we're going to do that in the NBA. But to your point, I don't know what's going on between the colleges and the difference in international play. But I, if I was a GM, I'm looking at international players before I look at these college players. 
Oh, or the high school yeah. ones, or, or the yeah. high, uh, college in general. Or definitely or high the high school. school. Yeah, definitely high school. I, 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 yeah, I think my point was saying is like, we don't want an Arvita Sabonis situation. We don't want the greatest player possibly to never have played in the NBA until he was like out of shape and old and still was pretty fucking good. Like we want to give the opportunity for these international players as you know as as soon as they can to not get into these contracts with the European leagues. So I think dropping that down to 18 gives a little bit more flexibility there that maybe when they're 16 or something like that they sign a 2-year contract knowing that they can apply for the NBA right after that or have like that player option or something like that for, you know, the the third year to test the waters in the NBA draft. I'm, I'm just saying a one less year, I think gives it a little bit more uh, chance that we can get some of these really great international players sooner before they sign or they find success in, in, in the Euro leagues. And then it's kind of too late. You know? All right. Yeah, no, great. Anyway. Anyway, it's probably time for a breather. Let's talk about the book club, right? We kind of already talked about the book club. Uh, some shenanigans happened in the book club yesterday. Uh, Panther said I wasn't funny. That happened. Thanks. Appreciate that. Uh, but yeah, some other fun stuff happened there too. User picks, Arches picks. Uh, we'll talk about the parlay in there. And, uh, spicy memes. I mentioned it before. How do you get access to the book club? It is quite easy. It's a few easy steps. Well, step one, there is a link in this description. If you do not like to click on links in the description, if you just are on your phone or you want to type something in, it is the thedgens.net. That's right. If you go to the dgens, it redirects you to our Patreon where you can then uh, support us with $25 a month. That is it. That is all we are asking for access to this private Discord channel that has all this fucking fun and all this great content. You too can get that content if you book it over to the book club. At Highland, we're all about celebrating little wins and little ways to innovate digital processes. There's no customer pain point too small for us to help with. Maybe that's why more than half of the Fortune 100 looks to Highland to connect their content and data, improve processes, and turn little efficiencies into big wins for their customers and clients. Highland, intelligent content solutions for innovators everywhere at highland.com. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly, but then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. That's right. You can cape up for Max if he's your favorite. I really, uh, man, the, you know, Panthers, Panther was like whining yesterday about the fucking abuse that he gets there. I think that, I mean, that was all with love. I mean, when, when they abuse me, it's just complete hatred and scorn, you know? So th- take that Panther. I mean, they actually love you. They celebrate you. That's why they tease you. Me, they attack me because they, they just, they just hate me. And can, can I take this like 10 seconds to abuse arch? We never get to abuse arch, but I, I would like to make a parlay rule and the parlay rule needs to be this. We don't fade Otani as part of the, the parlay. <laughs> can, can, can that be a thing? Oh, you, we're looking at pick records. Is, you're, you're okay. Okay. <laughs> you're asking for it. You're asking for it. Man. I'm asking for it. <laughs> All right. Baseball. Baseball. What do we got? 
Gonna t- should we just start in Toronto and just take the easy money? Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm. You know, I'm. I'm going to take a small market team here to kick things off. The Los Angeles Dodgers still in St. Louis. Uh, of course, Tony Gonsolin got rocked yesterday. That boosted his ERA up to two point zero two, and and that's what happens when I, I curse someone on the on the show by applauding their league leading ERA. Uh, Dodgers though, listen, they came came back from the deficit. They won the game anyway. Um, and, and what I'm going to try to do today is not curse one nine and one Tyler Anderson. Uh, Anderson has not been his sharpest over his last four games, but man, the Dodgers have still won three of those four starts. He's matching up against Dakota Hudson, who has had just a complete up and down season. Now his, his last outing was fucking great. You you kind of like rewind before that. Not so good, Al. I think the Dodgers showed yesterday that when they decide to show up, when the Los Angeles Dodgers decide to play baseball, they can pretty much beat up on most teams, including the average teams like St. Louis, going into this all-star break, I expect the Do- the Dodgers to just say, hey, we want to go in hot. We want to go in with a nice win streak. And that's what they're going to do today. $10 bet on the Dodgers. You know, what's interesting is the first two games, they've scored a combined 26 runs between the two of them. We've had seven, six outcomes in both of these games. The Cardinals have shown they're not intimidated by this Dodger pitching. And I think we get more of the same today. You know, even though Anderson has that sparkling record, he still has a slightly above three-point ERA. Uh, So I think the Cardinals can get to him. Dakota Hudson can definitely be gotten to. I could see another, you know, 6'5", 7'6", type game again today. I just couldn't get to a side. I'll lean the Cardinals with that plus line. I'm leaning the Dodgers with you. It's just, I'm just not quite there. Because, yeah, you're right, St. Louis – they're not intimidated. They stand up toe-to-toe with the Dodgers. Maybe it's all the success they've had in the past. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, I'll lean the Dodgers here, but I'm a little worried. All right. Uh, next and the last one up for me, let's talk uh, Chicago-Minnesota. Uh, White Sox uh, salvaged their last series against the Guardians. They won their last two of that four-game set. Now heading to Minnesota, uh, looking to make up some ground on the AL Central leaders. Uh, Twins only five games ahead of the White Sox, which just seems absolutely fucking insane to me. As bad as the goddamn White Sox have been all goddamn season, they win this series, and they're kind of right back in the thick of it, heading back into the break. Uh, of course, the issue here is, did I mention that the White Sox suck? Have, have, have I said that before? The White Sox fucking suck? Um, Twins have had their number all year, too. Minnesota's 5-1 and one in the season series so far. What I like, though, is, is is Johnny Cueto out there. He's pitched incredibly well lately, coming off of his best start of the year. Uh, Twins going to put Sonny Gray out there, which, uh, you know, you look at him, he's coming off of his worst start of the year. Now, I, I expect Sonny Gray. Sonny Gray is a good pitcher. I expect him to bounce back, but I still like Cueto in this matchup, and I, I think Chicago has the edge with this plus line. Whew, $10 bet on the White Sox. I completely agree. I love Cueto. I vintage Cueto like Cincinnati red Johnny Cueto we're seeing here did not think he had this in him but I do expect Sonny Gray to rebound and if you look at the recent history the Twins offense is just better than the White Sox the White Sox cannot get out of their own way offensively and that's what I worry about is whether or not they will give Johnny Cueto the run support he needs I'm leaning the White Sox I just couldn't get there I agree with you, Max, 100%. I love the White Sox with, that, with this plus 143 we're getting. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I do think the Twins win, but I think we got enough value here to warrant a bet on the White Sox who are, they're bad, but on the other hand, maybe they're not as bad as we think. 
a little bit. 13 bucks on the White Sox. Uh, they are a manager away from winning the AL Central. Uh, that's it for me, Panther. What else you got? Oh, you would think you would think when a team that's actually in the wild card fires their manager, that'd be a wake up call for Chicago. But uh, apparently, hey, 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 not. don't they, look, they, don't look now. The, the Orioles have won ten straight games, and they are <laughs> creeping up on fucking Toronto in the wild card right now. So, you know, you heard it here first, by the way, guy. You download and listen to every single episode. You got to remember what was it? A couple weeks ago, we said, "Holy shit, the Orioles are probably going to make the playoffs." Remember we were talking about like a futures odds, yes, yes, like yes, a, the whole, the, my whole joke about getting Panther a wedding present of, of of the Mets, and then I changed it to the Orioles making the playoffs. So it could happen, Panther. You could cash on that one. Good cash. You know who's in the way though is those uh, Seattle minesweepers. Those off one ten in a row themselves. Not on that game, but a game I'm on. The Cincinnati Reds are giving the Yankees absolute fits. And they're going to put Luis Castillo on the mound going against Nestor Cortez. Cortez has doubled his ERA over the last month. I mean, it still looks good, but it's not that sparkling Cy Young 1.3 he had just a month ago. Cortez can be gotten to, and the value with Castillo, I, I look, it's there. I don't know if they can beat the Yankees two out of three, but at plus 175, I'll take a flyer, 10 bucks on the Reds. I, I honestly don't hate that play. And I'm going to say a couple – I won't say controversial things. I'm going to say a couple things interesting about the Yankees is all of their like stellar pitchers have started to regress a bit lately. Going into this last couple of weeks, they're 5-5 five and five as a team. You all, That huge lead that they had over everyone, they're only a couple of games ahead of the Dodgers and the Astros right now in, in the standings. Something's up with the Yankees. I don't know if it was just, again, fool's gold with their starting pitching because, I mean, that that starting rotation was pitching well above any of our fucking expectations, and there was only room to kind of regress from there. Uh, or if something else is up. Uh, the funny thing, too, is there's rumors that they are eyeing up Castillo in the, in the trade market right now. So, I mean, this is kind of an audition, if you will, uh, for, for uh, him to be in pinstripes. I, the way that their pitching has done in the first half of the season, you think, oh, no, we let, let's spend money elsewhere. Maybe, you know, reinforce bullpen or something like that. But how their pitching has played the last couple of weeks could be Castillo ends up in the Yankees. Uh, I, I think the Yankees win this one. I can't bet it. I'll lean New York here, but I do not hate your play with that with that plus line, Panther. I'll lean the Reds with you, Panther, but uh, it's not a game I'm going to bet. I just I can't envision the Yankees losing again. All right, let's see if. Uh... Get you on this game. We'll talk about Boston going to South Florida to take on Tampa Bay. Uh, Cutter Crawford. What kind of pitching name is Cutter? Mama knew he was going to be a pitcher when they named him Cutter Crawford. Going against Rasmussen for the Rays. You know, we were talking about how great the Red Sox were in June. They have completely regressed in July in the midst of a four-game losing streak. Going against Rasmussen. I think Tampa Bay home can get this one here so i'm gonna put 10 bucks on the devil rays to, to clarify you're predicting they're gonna have a four game losing streak because they, they've only lost three in a row they've lost three in a row to the rays in fact and <laughs> this would be the four game sweep that you're looking for here i agree though i like the rays here tons of moral support i could not bet it though if this was maybe like minus 118 119 i'd be all over the rays uh but that is a lot to ask and and vegas uh says fuck you max so a lean on the race that's right uh, fuck you max i'm leaning the race as well not betting it it's just a just a just a smidge too chalky for me 
Next game up, let's talk about Houston. Still in L.A., taking on the Angels. Now that Otani's done pitching, we can go to our, back to our regularly scheduled shittery. That is the Anaheim Angels. Framber Valdez will take the mound for the Astros. Going against Reed Detmers, who we thought was good, right, Max? He had that one little shutout, that no-hitter, and Detmers is good. But he really, I think his ERA is being carried by that no-hitter. Uh, I think the Astros take care of business. Going to run-line it. I think they take care of so much of business here. I will run-line the Astros. Should get me right around plus 110 for $10. Because I like you, Panther, you know what I'm going to say? Uh, Detmers, you are a, a stellar pitcher. You are fantastic. I think you're going to go throw another no-hitter today because you are uh, oh, amazing. Jinx is you're, on. <laughs> you're just so great. I think you're going to blank the Astros here. Um, so, yeah, I, I'll lean the Astros with you. It's had a bit too chalky for me. Just just a smidge too chalky for me. Yeah, uh, I'm in the same boat. Just, just a touch over what I wanted to pay at the minus 167. Although, if you can get that, you should grab it before it gets to minus 180. Holy shit. Panther, you're getting minus 101 on that run line. Ah, y'all fuckers. Yep. Uh, an hour ago. All right, you got to find me a run line on this one, too, because we're going to talk about the Braves at Washington. Anibal Sanchez. The aster I like to call him the asterisk. The perfect game that's not in the record books is going to go for the Washington Generals, Redskins, whatever the hell their name is. The Braves will throw Kyle Wright, and the Braves are just going to be the way better team. Anibal Sanchez has not been the same pitcher for a long, long time, so I think the Braves can take care of business here. Give me 10 bucks on the run line on the Braves. Yeah, I think the Braves win here. I'm trying to find the uh, the the run line for you. Oh, I, it's, I bad. it's bad. It's bad. Is, 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 is it really bad? Minus 129. Yeah. You're like, Oh, wow. shit, I thought it was going to be worse than that. <laughs> yeah, I'm seeing minus 130. Yeah, yeah that's good. Um, yeah. The, uh, the, uh, yeah, the, the money is hammering the Braves minus 1.5 here, uh, and, and that line is uh, – it's, it's, it's getting worse at most books. So I think you're on the right side of that uh, run line here. I, 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 you know, I agree they probably do uh, lap them a couple of times here. Uh, Nationals, uh, pff, man. We, we knew the Nationals were going to kind of be bad, but they're what, uh, two years, three years removed from a World Series? It doesn't seem that long ago that this team was just like lights, lights out. Um, it's crazy. Uh, yeah, Aline, moral support with you on the Braves. Yeah, leaning the Braves here too. Just more than I want to pay two fifteen, two thirty, whatever. It's too much. Speaking of too much, I don't even know if there's a line. Uh, I just wrote it down. I even put minus. Who cares? Give me the. We got the Omaha Stormtroopers going to across the border take mm-hmm. on the Toronto mm-hmm. Blue, Blue Jays. Uh, I don't know what the line is, but give me the Blue Jays on the run line. Minus three seventy five for playing. You know, Whoa, 50, 55. My God. It's like fifty five percent of the Royals or something like that. Oh my goodness. <laughs> that that's that's the, just the line. Yeah, minus three seventy five. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, give me the run line. That's so good. Oh no, no, no. I'm sorry. I don't I don't I don't yeah, that's a money line. I don't even see a run line for it. Did you see a run line for it? No, yeah. I say money line. I I didn't I didn't see a run line. They're still calculating because Yeah, there's it's it's yeah. Yeah. Did you just bet the sweep now? Can you bet a can you bet a four oh sweep here? Certain books can, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you can bet series prices uh, series like that. I I mean it's (sighs) I mean it's probably like what for you know the sweep here it's probably like minus even <laughs> uh, yeah oh, listen God. man uh you know again i don't i i'm just seeing a line right here in minus 375 against uh you know 
half a team. Uh, seems about right. So, yeah. Uh, fucking lean on the Blue Jays. Yeah, lean the Blue Jays. Uh, Post-coach bump, by the way, too. Post-manager bump. Oh, yeah. They fired their manager, and they're playing a Royals team that's missing about 40% of their players. Oh, yeah. It's going to be a massacre. Lean the Blue Jays. The bump was yesterday. They got the... They got the win uh, after that bump. So. Well, you'd expect to go more than one game. That is all one I've game, got. Panther, one game bump post. I mean, come on. You know, give it a little bit more. Oh, that's all you get is one game. After that, there's no more bump. <laughs> okay, all right. Let's, let's just say that about the Phillies. Yeah. Well, I, okay. I am. I'm done. I know you are. I'm looking at the Pirates playing the Marlins. I want a piece of the Pirates again. Plus 155. I like it. Uh, the Pirates should have won yesterday. One mm-hmm. games. It's uh, Rob Manford's mistake uh, that costs them the game. I will take uh, the Pirates for thirteen bucks plus one fifty-five. I, I, we're late in the game. Would you like to elaborate what that mistake is? Oh Arch. no, I'm gonna let's. I'm gonna go over. It, I'm gonna go deeper. You want to yeah. save it? Yeah, okay, we'll, we'll save, save it, it for another show. Well, because we got uh, we have some days next week that you can probably just dissect it. A yeah, I'm gonna thing. tick through more months and see how this is going. Uh, another another starting pitcher for Miami. That's not one of their stellar ones. Braxton Garrett on the mound. He's definitely hittable. Um, you know, definitely you know, on par with Zach Thompson out there. I think uh, you know, uh, uh, Pirates have played them so fucking tough in the series. You're right. It should be Pirates up three zero right now. Uh, yeah, it's hard to argue. Moral support. Lean on the goddamn fucking Pirates. Yeah, I think so too. I think Zach Thompson really shows up last year so I, I think he wants to go out and, and maybe they'll show them a little something pittsburgh i'm not calling a shot or anything but if you look at the standings they're not really out of anything the national league is kind of wide open a nice little 10 game winning streak like seattle and and baltimore and they're in the thick of some things this is not a bad pirate team so with the plus line uh, i will lean the pirates okay that's all i have i'm still looking for a run line i can't f- well, it's off the board everywhere right now. I'll yeah. Keep an eye on that. Real quick about uh, about the Orioles too. And again, if you download and listen to every single episode, for a while they were trending to be one of the you know worst teams run differential in the league. I think now they're only minus six on the season run differential. They are they're playing some really good fucking baseball. Uh, and and we, you know, we've been saying for a while that they've been a thorn in the sides of the the AL East. They're just a thorn in everyone's side. I, th- this team has really come together, and, and you know they probably fall apart. They probably make you know they probably trade off assets uh, uh, before the break. But uh, man, it's fun. It's fun to watch the Orioles win some games. Twenty-one and nine That's in the last thirty. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Wow. It's yeah. unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and we make a big deal about Baltimore. We're talking about them because nobody saw it coming. But did you realize Seattle's won 13 of their last 14, 10 in a row, and they're tied. They're in a three-way tie for a playoff spot. So the Minesweepers didn't see this one coming. They're right there as well. You know, I almost bet them. Almost bet them today. The plus 100 against Texas, it was right there. Yeah, I did too. They're unlucky. And they're unlucky. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, you remember like all these seasons where they've kind of been in the playoff hunt and their luck factor was number one in the league. Now it's like the fifth worst. Ooh. And so they can I mean, only get better. That, that's my point is there's an opportunity for them to, you know, with their run differential and, and, and their record, like they, they have a chance of fucking making a run for the playoffs. It's unbelievable. So we'll see what they do. Kind of. I, I think it's going to be interesting is with the expanded playoffs here. I really think trade deadline is going to be a little bit more competitive this year. I think a lot of teams are going to you know, start putting in some some pressure on the, the big market teams like the Yankees and, and the Dodgers who don't need the assets. Right. I, I talked about Luis Castillo here 
So the Yankees don't need Castillo. That's a fucking luxury item for the goddamn Yankees. And now a team, you know, like the Mariners, a team that's on the fringe, a team like the Orioles, if they want to make the playoffs, there's there's more of a chance for them to do so. Maybe they're a little bit more competitive to get these players. We shall see. I completely agree. You know, Matt, uh, Seattle had already dealt with Cincinnati before. It's where they got Eugenio Suarez over there, who's his average sucks, but he's hitting home runs and, and doing what he did in Cincinnati. Uh, a team like uh, Toronto, I think with the way Kikuchi and Berrios, although Berrios pitched pretty well his last three games, so maybe he's riding the ship, but that's another team that could use a starting pitcher. You're right. It's probably not the Dodgers, probably not the Yankees, but with 14 playoff spots, somebody's going to overpay to get some assets. Absolutely. All right. I think that's all we had. A couple comments here. Uh, I, I, the comments got corrupted a little bit, so I can't see them all. Rockies plus one, Iceberg says, and White Sox plus one and a half. I, I don't even think I gave a look at that Rockies game. We're playing uh, the Padres. I don't even think. I don't yeah. think you need the. I don't think you need the plus one. It was getting. It was getting better for San Diego. I think Rockies mm. are the play. Jeez. Yeah, I, I mean, I think San Diego should win that one, but man, that's that's a team that you just can't trust. Yeah, the line, like the, line the line is getting better for for San Diego here. Um, that looks suspicious for sure. Like Snell factor. <laughs> All right, what do we talk about today? I don't remember anymore. Oh yeah, Adam Silver wants to allow eighteen year olds to play. Is that going to affect college? Is going to affect the NBA? Yes, or international players the most. It'll be interesting to see. We talked about baseball too, Max. That's it. Yeah, much like Arch, uh, Adam Silver's all about the 18-year-olds. Uh, download the DGENs. Goddamn right. I don't <laughs> anything but our picks, your picks. Anyone's picks over on Twitter, at Betting Absolute, no matter where you listen to that, please. Highest rating, comment, subscribe, download, and listen to every single episode. Panther, take us home. I'm on your side, Arch. I mean, if you can go to a strip club and get a lap dance, why can't you date them? I don't get the difference. Max, I need a pick. Oh, fuck. Um, White Sox. I don't hate that. Arch. I guess I'm taking the Pirates. Don't hate that either. Uh, I'm going to take the Tampa Bay Rays. Oh, I think they get it done today. I thought this was a Blue Jays lock for you. <laughs> if I go alternate, alternate run line, if we can find one. Blue Jays minus three and a half. <laughs> I swear. This is, this is the day to go, go for everything. Uh, we got the White Sox, we got the Pirates, we got the Devil Rays. Put those three together. That is your DJ parlay. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. But listen, if you want to shoot the shit with us, you got to get on the Discord. You got to join the book club. That's where we're at. You get on there and holler our name, and we will holler right back. But most importantly, let us know in any of those formats. Let us know what you did yesterday, what you're going to do today, and when it's all said and done, because it's all make some money, fools. Information on this podcast may not be construed to offer any kind of investment advice or recommendations. Under no circumstances will the owners, operators, or guests of this podcast be held responsible for damages related to its contents. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.
Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com.